You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast. The voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Welcome to the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast. Daily conversations with Christian entrepreneurs to inspire and empower Christian business owners to walk strongly in their faith. Well, build a thriving business that honors him in every way. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. And welcome to another episode of the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast. This is episode 253, brought to you by Podcasting with Purpose, helping you to stand out, be heard, and become an influential voice in your industry with a podcast. And my name's Anne-Marie Cross, the Podcasting Queen. My guest today says, don't ask what God can do for you, ask God what he wants you to do for him. And join me on today's show is Mark Griffin. Mark is the founder and president of In His Name, HR. LLC, Human Resources Outsourcing, Consulting and Outplacement Firm, created to help organisations pilot the complexities of managing human resources from a Christian perspective. Now on today's show, Mark's going to share, have a solid voice of who you are, what you do and whom you serve. He's going to talk about how asking God what he wants from you, not what you want for yourself, always gives you more than you receive, always give more than you receive, as well as always setting goals for yourself in areas of faith, business, health, family and finances and so much more. So welcome to the show, Mark. Thanks for having me, Anne-Marie. I'm very excited to be here today to provide encouragement to all the listeners. Yeah, so look, it's an honor to have you here too. I love that we're going to dive into human resources from a Christian perspective. And I think, you know, as business owners, as we're starting to grow our businesses, we realize that we can only take it so far on our own. And then we take on a whole other set of requirements, having to manage and lead and obviously nurture and support our team, which can be quite difficult difficult for many. But firstly, I always love to give my guests an opportunity to share just their briefly their journey of how they came to start up their businesses. Is HR something you've always enjoyed doing? What was your journey? Actually, my journey, um, I was, as a, as a student, as a high school student, uh, lacked confidence. I, I really wasn't sure what I wanted to do. I, I wasn't the best student. I didn't have uh, the best teachers around me in high school. Many encouraged me not to go to college. So I had some confidence issues. I actually joined uh, the Air Force where I gained a lot of confidence. I found out that, yeah, I was pretty smart and I could learn and I had great instructors. And then I had some officers in the Air Force encourage me to get my bachelor's degree, which I did at night. I studied at night and I looked at different areas to uh, major in and human resources was one of them and I felt that I'd be well suited to major in human resources so that was way back in the late 80s mm. and since that time I've spent my whole entire career in human resources so uh, I've been blessed to have gotten over 25 years of HR experience. Yeah, fantastic. And we know that one of the greatest role models as, it, as uh, we follow is, is, of course, Jesus and how he relates to people and the way he just communicates, uh, even approaches very difficult conversations, always gets the best out. So let's dive in. Having a solid voice of who you are, what you do and whom you serve. Why is this so important? 
it, it, it's, it's really so important because we get distracted constantly. I think, especially the small business owner, the entrepreneur that's starting up, a lot of times gets so caught up in the day-to-day -day, uh, actions of running a business that they forget about who they're really serving and they're serving the Lord. Mm -hmm. And I think when people start focusing more on serving the Lord and asking the Lord what it is that they that the Lord wants them to do, mm. I think things start falling into place. And, you know, I, I didn't do that my whole life. Earlier in, in my life, I wasn't following the Lord. I, I, I was a nominal uh, Catholic and mm. I, I just, you know, wasn't following what God was planning for me to do. I was making a lot of decisions on my own, but becoming a born again believer about 15 years ago, uh, I really started to understand uh, what God had planned for for me, uh, for myself, for my family, for my business. But you know what? Most importantly, by me walking uh, with the Lord, I surrounded myself, or shall I say, God surrounded myself with like-minded people that helped me with my faith journey. And I mm. think um, that's one encouragement that I can give your listeners is if, if you're um, a Christian and you're in, in the in the marketplace, Surround yourself with other Christians uh, that are going through the same journey with you mm -hmm. because iron does sh sharpen iron. And a lot of people aren't going to understand the struggles that you have if they're coming to you from a secular perspective. Yes, yes. Such great insights there. And, and I think we can all relate. I certainly can too, in that often I would have plans and I would, you know, roll out the plans because I'm an action taker, love that planning, getting things into action, and then hit a brick wall. And then we go back in prayer, Lord, help me, blah, blah. And it was kind of like, <laughs> no, you should have spoken to me first before you started because I would have direct your path into a way that you would have uh, achieved a much better outcome than, than you did. So let's talk about that. One of the things that I love to do is share insights and learnings because we can so grow from that. What did you started noticing that was different when you did start to be more mindful to, to the Word of God and, and obviously really focusing on Him first rather than you be and relying on your own strength but rather relying on His? What were some of the differences maybe in your personal life but also in your business? Oh, the absolute perfect peace that I was able to to get from pressing into the Lord and following the Lord and relying on Him rather than myself, because you know I'm a broken person and uh, I'm I'm not the best business person, and only God can accomplish the things that needed to be accomplished. So by me pressing in the Lord and journaling and getting into prayer, and you know honestly I'm not a perfect journal person or, or prayer person, I actually go through seasons where mm -hmm. I'll go through many weeks where I'm in the word, I'm journaling, it might be an hour a day, it might be two hours a day. Sometimes it may be a long, longer time, but then I may go dry for a period of maybe a couple weeks. Mm -hmm. I, I might be in prayer, but not so much into journaling or getting into the word or getting into books or book studies and things. So I think that's another nugget that I can share with your listeners as well. There is no perfect way to walk with the Lord in, mm. in business. You have to kind of find your niche, find your way, 
And don't feel guilty if you don't stick with it for a long period of time. It's okay. We have seasons in the way that we're approaching the Lord. Yes, yeah. One of the things that I try to do, I've, I've got some apps on my phone, and it's similar to you, there may not be a lot of time to, to spend in prayer and in the Word, but the, just a couple of verses and some overview of the author, is not, it's a nice way for me to, to uh, set my day, focus on that, and then there's a sense of calmness and peace, that peace that you talked about. Uh, well, often, especially we know in hurdles, business is hurdles often, isn't it? And we can either react to those hurdles or we can remind ourselves of some great verses and have us be centered. And then from that, uh, from that prayerful consideration, be able to make far better choices. Let's talk about asking what he wants from you, not what we want for ourselves. Because often we approach the Lord with a huge shopping list of what we want. Now, he can give that to us, but often that's the wrong way around. What would do you start to do to, to give us some insights on that? And, and again, some of the things that you started to notice when you approached him first and asked him, you know, Lord, what is it that you want? It, that, that's such a beautiful question because it's something that I've really been working on in, in the last couple of years. And it, it really is, I mean, simply stated, many people go, Lord, you know, I want the BMW or I want the Mercedes or I want some type of vehicle. And I'm only using this as an example. Mm. Well, rather than approaching it with, you know, I want the new Mercedes, a better way, in my opinion, I, at least for myself would be, Lord, what do you want me to be driving? And, and, and when should I be driving it? And what do you desire of me to be driving rather mm. than bringing a list of demands to the Lord to say, this is what I want. Yes. Lord, give me understanding. You know, my w wife and I, are we became empty nesters. Uh, our children are, are doing very well. They're educated. They have great jobs. Mm -hmm. And they're, they're out on their own. And what my wife and I were praying uh, started about two years ago was, Lord, you've blessed us with this comfortable home. And we love the home. And it's a great home. But, but give us discernment and where you want us to go next. Yes. Is it to stay in this big home, which we think is too big for us, and it just it, it doesn't make any sense? Where, where do you want us to go and how do you want us to go there? But bring people into our lives that are going to help navigate us there. And, you know, everything fell into place, and we sold the home, and we're in transition, and we're going to get into a condo. And we're so peaceful about it because mm -hmm. it wasn't, you know, we want this, Lord, and please, you know, give this to us. And it, it was more like, Lord, lead us to where you want us to be and allow us to do it in a peaceful way to serve you, not, you know, our selfish needs. Yes, yes. Uh, but to, to really serve you. Yeah, I love that. And, and as you're sharing that story, I'm reminded of Psalm 37 verse 4, which says, Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Have you found, Mark, that as you start to do that, focus on him, that how your life transitions is kind of what you wanted or the best of the best anyway for you. And it's often because the Lord knows who we are. He's knitted us in our mother's womb. So he knows exactly what we need. And when we open up to him and trust that what we are going to or what he's going to have you know, in our lives for us is exactly what where we needed to be anyway. Have you found that to be true as well? I do. I've found that to be true because, again, it goes back to my heart being so peaceful. Mm. But I, I really do feel like I'm at peace, that the Lord's led me to where he needs me to be. Uh, the business that I created seven years ago 
was a divine revelation from the Lord to me to start. I stepped, stepped out of the corporate world and decided to do human resources from a Christian perspective. Yes. And quite honestly, many people thought I lost my mind because we Christians, in that, especially in that period of time in the United States, were, are, were really getting attacked mm. for their Christianity beliefs from a secular perspective and really from a lot of people that were in government as well. So mm -hmm. we, we had a, a real big attack on Christianity and being outward with your faith mm. because it was offensive and, and whatnot. Now that slowed down in the last two or three years. We're not feeling that, that oppression that we had. Well, many people were, came, even Christian brothers and sisters were like, Mark, you shouldn't be outward with your faith as you start your business, nobody will want to work with you. But I felt like the Lord was leading me to do that. Kind of like Dave Ramsey mm. does finance from a Christian perspective. We wanted to do human resources from a Christian yes. perspective. Yeah. What we found as we started the marketing and the branding, and again, God put that on my heart. He helped create it. He helped bring the right marketing people in. I found a lot of people from big corporate companies uh, that aren't walking with the Lord would reach out to me and say, Mark, you are so energized and I love getting the energy because what you're doing seems so real and we can tell it's coming from your heart. Mm -hmm. So reality, a lot of people didn't get offended. Maybe some other Christian brothers and sisters were fearful, but even my friends that are approaching business from a secular perspective, they're like, we can't be offended by it because it's 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 your belief and, yes. and you lose it and you're so excited about it. Yeah. And I think if we walk truly to what Jesus um, wanted us to, how can people be offended through compassion and love and empathy and support and all of those things that Jesus himself was? I think, um, you know, when we go from that um, perspective, then, yeah, we can be the, the salt and light in, in, in the world. And certainly, you know, we, hope, hope and, and peace too. And we have such a huge responsibility to, yes. to act accordingly because unfortunately we've had other Christians or other brothers and sisters that are Christians that have approached it wrong mm. and they've hurt people. Yes. And then that's branded all Christians as being judgmental. Mm -hmm. And and we hear it with, with some church denominations attacking, you know, LGBTQ people or this person or women of authority and all, and, and all that does is, and, and that's not what I believe Jesus wants. Jesus mm. wants us to love everybody. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, yes. And, and approach everybody with love. And that's, I just approach everything with love. And if, I do that, I can't see how that could be offensive to anybody. Yeah, absolutely. I can't be judgmental because I'm broken myself. Yeah, exactly, myself. you know. And and we're warned in the Bible, aren't we, about that real hard judgmental. I mean, I often will laugh at, you know, have a joke when someone is doing that in my family and I'll kind of duck and go, what was that? And said, oh, I just, you know, had to get out of the way of that plank of wood that just came around, you know, that don't worry exactly. about the speck in your brother's eye when you've got a plank of wood in, in, in your own. And, and we're reminded of that every day. But as you say, I mean, we do live in a broken world, but that's who Jesus came uh, or the reason why Jesus came to, to be the peace and hope. And if we can share that through the way that we do our business and in our interactions, then uh, that's going to bring him glory. Let's talk about setting goals for yourself in areas of faith, business, health, family and finances. Because I think, you know, so often as business owners, there's a, there's a balance between, okay, so what do I set in place and what do I leave 
you know, up to God. And I think sometimes for me there has been that kind of, all right, that, that inner struggle, what, what is my responsibility and, and what is the, the Lord's? Share a little bit about um, how you set goals. Well, I, I think it's uh, part of it is being authentic. I think we we have to be we have to find our own authenticity, and um, that was one thing that my my wife actually helped me with several years ago. That I wasn't necessarily being authentic. There was the church mark, the work mark, the family mark, all these different marks, mm. and um, it it just wasn't a good thing. So I think if you become authentic and you become one person. It'll, it'll make you exceptional as a father, a business mm. leader, um, and so forth. But, you know, I, co- I end up coaching a lot of people, CEOs of businesses, because, you know, we're, we're doing human resource consulting for these companies. And what I find is, and also I interview literally hundreds of people a year for, for top positions like mm-hmm. CFO or CEO positions or heads of marketing. And, and what I find is, there's a lot of one-dimensional people out there. They're, they're, they're really good at being a CFO and they work 60 hours a week, but when you start peeling it back a little bit, uh, they're not taking care of themselves from a health perspective. Mm. They really don't know their family really well. Uh, they don't have any career goals except to you know make a little bit more money. And, and that's, that's what I talk about setting goals. And I, I again, I, I was, I was, doing the, that 20 years ago. I, all I was doing was working, mm-hmm. making a lot of money, living in the McMansion, and I was very one-dimensional. So I have empathy. I can look back and say, well, you know, you get caught up in this lifestyle because of TV and media and everybody's saying that this mm-hmm. is what you should be doing. But I really feel like that's not what God wants us to be doing. He wants us to be fulfilled and he wants us to be taking care of ourselves and our body, eating mm. healthy foods and not processed foods and, and working out and trying to be a really good example from a wellness and health perspective. So that's kind of what I've done with my life in the last seven years is balance all that out. So yes. people will see me in the gym, you know, an hour or two hours a day preparing to climb a mountain six months from now. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're seeing, making good and healthy food choices rather than eating pizza and burgers all the time. You know, spending more time with my children and my wife and my grandchildren now, uh, when 20 years ago I wouldn't have been doing that. Those are all things that you can set goals up to be able to do. And, you know, growing the business in in, in a good way, in, Mm -hmm. in, in in a way that blesses the Lord and blesses the people that we serve. But setting goals up in each one of those areas is, is really, really important so that you're not one-dimensional. Yeah, so true. it's really, really, go ahead, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I was going to say, I just agree with you because I think, you know, so often if we're focusing wholly on solely on only some key areas in our life and we have that circle of life and you've mentioned it here, faith, business, health, family and finances, if one of those is off, it's going to set off an imbalance like your health and wellness. If you're not sleeping well or eating well, how can you physically perform at your peak? You can't, can you? And so then it's going to impact your relationships because you may be grumpier when you're dealing with your team or, or at home. And I think you, we, all, we all need to step back and say, is something imbalanced? 
and am I focusing? For me, I, I often remind, because I'm an action taker, love setting goals and then bang, 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 bang. Nothing better than to tick, tick off, done, you know, done, done, done at the end of the day. But if I'm not putting God first and leaning into him, even if it's just a prayer, you know, recognition, you know, thank you or help me with this, then, and I'm just focusing on myself, then I know at the end of the day, there is going to be something where, hang on a second, Anne-Marie, what, what, what have you forgotten? So what do you start to do for, for someone that may, can see in their own life that there is an imbalance. Sometimes taking on too much and changing things too quickly can again set things on balance. So what, what are some of the things that you did to help you then start to get more balance across those key areas of your life? I, I think one thing is don't over, um, don't be so judgmental about yourself mm. as you approach it and, and, and realize it's gonna take a long time to change mm -hmm. that it's not going to happen overnight and i think when i got revelation that in my health for instance i mean i was very overweight when i got this revelation i i was very heavy i was 280 pounds 42 inch weight i was mm -hmm. very heavy because i was working so much yeah. this was weight about two years before i started my hr consulting firm i just was working and i wasn't working out and all that but the way that I approached it was, it, it took me all these years to get this large. It's going to take me a lot of time mm -hmm. to lose it. So mm -hmm. I just started eating healthy, uh, walking, and, which led to running, and then running led to going to the gym. But it really took like two years, two and a half years to get the weight off to the point that I, I was really healthy again. It, yes. it didn't happen. People want to do an, uh, all these fad diets and lose it all in a month, it's not going to be possible. It should be like two, three, four pounds a month mm -hmm. is about the right way to lose weight. But not only in the health and wellness, but all areas of, of your life. You know, I've been into my business seven years. We're doing very well. We're prosperous. But it took seven years. Mm. And you know, I'll meet some people and they say, oh, well, you know, you're so lucky. And actually, no, it's, mm -hmm. it's not luck. Uh, the Lord's helped me with this. But you know, I worked a lot of hours in the beginning. Mm. I, I worked an incredible amount of time. So, but I was balancing my time. But there was a lot of commitment to it. Yes. And that's the other thing. I think sometimes people get into starting their business, and they think they can do really well, make a lot of money with a little effort, and it's it's not true. <laughs> it, it, it's it's yeah. not going to happen. No, no. And you know what? Another another verse, and I, I'll have to look it up, but it's, you know, work at work, whatever you do, work at it as if you're working for the Lord. And I think that's exactly. so when, when, you know, when we seek first the kingdom, when, when we are desiring, you know, him first and foremost, then we can work, but it is. And, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, we do try and implement something and it doesn't work out as we would have expected. And so often it's easy then, oh, okay, so I'm a failure, I failed. And then we give up. But as you say, it's just a learning curve really, isn't it? What can you do better? What what worked? What, what were elements of that that were successful that we can continue to doing? But what are some things that we need to change? I think that's just really part of, of business. What would you say is the biggest insight if you looked over the last seven years and I'm sure there's been ups and downs and lo lots of growth opportunities, but maybe some things where you thought, oh, that didn't work out as we had expected. But what would be the greatest insight that you continue to lean on as you're growing your business? What would be that one thing looking back? You know, I, I've been thinking about that as we throughout the day uh, as I, I was preparing for this. And, you know, 
I've professed my love of the Lord mm -hmm. as I entered into my business with, we're going to provide human resources from a Christian perspective. So uh, I've, I've witnessed to everyone that's listening in the last you know, 10, 20 minutes that I love the Lord. But you know what? I still to this day, I'm astonished of what the Lord's been able to do mm. with, with, with our business. Because when I originally launched, I thought, okay, I worked at Quaker Oats, I worked at Merck Pharmaceutical and Kodak, these big corporate companies. We're going to help some companies in the area with like 30 employees and we're going to help them do great HR stuff because these are Christian business owners and they want to love their employees and do it a certain way. Mm. So that was the approach from me. Now, what God was thinking was, whoa, 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 whoa. That, that's, that's so minimal. Is that it? I'm thinking here, Mark. Yeah, he's thinking over here, you know, in seven years, we're number one on Google for human resources, Christianity. You found us on another continent. Yeah. I mean, and people are finding us all over the world from it. Mm. We're helping not only Christian-owned for-profit businesses, we're helping churches. We're helping ministries. We're helping Christian colleges, which is a huge area for yeah. us to serve. We're doing blogging for Christian college presidents, speaking at conferences, Christian camps, all these different areas that I just, I, I didn't think about it. I didn't yeah. think of it as a marketing focus. So my point is don't, um, don't cut too short what God's calling you to do, mm. uh, but also you have to balance it too because you don't want to be too arrogant as you approach it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think as we, we, we rolled things out and we brought a lot of consistency to what we were doing, it made it really easy to replicate what we're doing to all our different clients. Yeah. That makes so much sense because I'm sure if you think back to seven years ago, Mark, and if God had have revealed everything and all the doors he was going to open for you, it may have been overwhelming to you at that stage because it's like, okay, Lord, well, I was actually just thinking this. And so often that's what God does. He gives us this. Are you a good steward in this as we continue to grow? And and I think also too, and talking about pridefulness, and there's this fine line that you walk that we don't, you know, automatically think, oh, didn't I do such a great job? Because as soon as we start doing that, that is when often the Lord thinks, okay, I'm going to just step back because it wasn't, you know, we know that it wasn't I, us. I totally agree with you on that. Yeah, I totally, because yeah. I've, I've seen that happen before. Yes, yes. I, and, I've witnessed that before. Yeah, and I think that's, um, you know, and that is why I think it's so important for us to remain faithful and to continue to do those things that worked because the minute that we start feeling, and here's a saying in, in, in Australia, the minute that we start feeling cocky and that we start, hey, I got this, and all of a sudden, bang, something will happen, and then when we look back, oh, I haven't been committing it to prayer. I haven't, even if it's been five minutes, just focusing that we can take it back to that. But um, it's true. It's true. So, I mean, and, and thinking now of the doors that have opened, I'm sure that you could say it's only been through his grace and through him stepping in that a lot of these things would have been possible because you would never have dreamed them or even put that on your your list no, of... I would have never dreamed. I mean, there's all these negative things that happened to me career-wise in the last 30 years that as I went through these trials and tribulations that are actually are producing fruit now that I can help other organizations yes. with. Yeah. So sometimes, and this is important for your younger listeners, you know, when you're going through these trials and tribulations, God's only giving you what you can handle 
Mm. And I know a lot of people don't like to hear that. They're like, well, I don't want to handle it. I don't <laughs> want bad things. Well, right. he's shaping you and honing you because he may use it uh, to help prosper you five years mm. or 10 years later. Yeah. It's, 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 so it's really true. remarkable. It is. It is. And, you know, and sometimes, you know, you'll, you'll pray something and it's like, you're going to wait because you're praying for that joke. You know, you pray for patience. You know, there's going to be a lot of waiting in your future to grow that muscle of patience. But I think that's so important is to then, if we are going through a season where we are walking through the valley of the, the shadows, for me, I love that, you know, the verse in Psalm 23, you know, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. You know, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And we need to remind ourselves that of business because what we are going through today are preparing us emotionally, spiritually, physically, and in, you know, practically in our business for where he wants us to be. And there's a lot of challenges, I think, from business world, but from the spiritual world too, because, you know, our enemy does not want you to create businesses who've got strong teams who are producing and who are out there making, you know, a positive impact in the workplace oh, and in I the know. marketplace, um, especially when bringing out, you know, the Lord's name. And so, you know, when we know that the battle can only be won if we lean into him, uh, all the time. And, and that's, that's important. And that's something important for your listeners as well, because, you know, really us being in the marketplace, we're the modern day disciples. Mm. We, we really are. I mean, Jesus didn't, I was just in, um, I was just in Italy and I visited the, the Vatican area and all that and uh, various areas. And I was thinking that, that in my opinion, this wasn't Jesus's vision. He didn't go to the temples. He didn't like the religious. He really mm -hmm. did. Mm -hmm. Where he preached the message that would change the entire world was to the disciples that went back to the marketplace. Yeah. They went to the marketplace and told people about Jesus. Yes. So our responsibility as, as, as Christians now we're in the marketplace is to gently tell people about how, what God's done in our lives and how Jesus has changed us mm -hmm. in a way that doesn't offend them and I think as a result of that, as that starts spreading, and that's where where um, forces of evil don't like it because they see it gaining traction, there's many people that believe the next uh, revival will be in the marketplace. Yeah, I it, truly it, believe that. Talk, yes. talked about and prophesied before. So mm. uh, I can see him building up, war, you know, God building up warriors in all these different areas to go out to be able to equip people. Yeah, I love that, um, you know, you talked about Jesus. He was the disruptor in his days, you know, and so often I'll, I'll be talking to someone, even in our church, oh, that's tradition. I go, you do know that Jesus uh, came to break tradition because he didn't like a lot of that religious spirit either. So, um, you know, no, and he, it's so true. <laughs> it, it, it can be, it can shake some people up and, you know, I understand that because, mm. like I said, I left Catholicism, so mm. I, I get it. I, I understand it. But our, our 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 rest and our comfort should be in Jesus, mm. not 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 in religion. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And uh, yeah, as I said, I started the show. He he was the greatest role model when it came to interacting with people. He would go and talk to the lowest of you know in in community in in those. In, in the, um, I guess back in those days, many of the people who had been ostracized from community, he was hanging out with them, he was healing them, he was speaking truth in, into, you know, into their lives. And so if we have a role model like that, 
imagine if we do that at scale now with the tools that are available and we continue oh, to make an impact. I mean, can you imagine if, if you know, all of a sudden there's things and, and conflict going on and here we are speaking truth. We, we appreciate others. We may not necessarily agree with what they're doing, but there's a way to respect other people and say, you know, and I've had conversations with people and I would say, well, look, you know, um, I, we're just going to have to disagree on that one or agree to disagree. But it doesn't mean that I don't love that person or can't respect them no, no, for no, who you, they are. You love them. And the other blessing, yeah. Anne-Marie, is people see the light in us. Yeah. I mean, they see the light in us. Mm -hmm. I, people ask me all the time, how can you, you know, the whole world's falling apart. The Middle East is blowing up. The economy's frail in the United States. We have all this political stuff going on in the United yeah. States. It's not, how can you be positive? I'm like, because it doesn't matter. It's all going to burn up. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's when right. Jesus comes it's back, all good. It's all good. It, we it, don't it, have to worry good. about all that. The, the plan so, has already been laid. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So um, my, my eternity is secure. I'm not worried about that. Mm. Um, so I'm not going to get caught up in that. I'm yeah. going to try to love as many people as I can and navigate it and, and, and try to fix things as I can do it and tell as many people about Jesus as I can. And that's the next thing I'd like to share with your listeners, too, is as you prosper, use some of that funding to go out to tell the people about the Lord. And that's another thing that blew my mind is, you know, I started this seven years ago. I had never been on a mission trip, really? never been on a mission trip because I never had the time and I never really had the money to do it. You know, I've been all over the world in the last seven years. I've been to Dominican Republic 13 times, Haiti, Nicaragua, Honduras, India, I've been to the Ukraine, all wow. helping businesses prosper and grow in those areas, some being third world countries, because mm. I believe, again, that if we can help these Christian businesses grow in these areas of the world, the churches are going to grow there, more people are going to know about Jesus. And the other thing is having the dignity of work. That's yeah. the biggest problem we have is when people aren't working, they don't have any dignity. They mm. have to work. Mm. We have to work. Yeah. And creating jobs... And that's what I do missionally in addition to my business is using the funding of that to go out and, and help uh, help these businesses. Yeah, so, fantastic. So find a niche that God's given you and then go, go do something about it. Mm, yeah, love that. So, Mark, how can people find out more about you? I'm sure we've uh, tweaked a lot of interest and, and people may be expanding their team and need support in that area. So what's the best way for them to find out more about your business? Just go to our website in hisnamehr.com. Um, we're, we're naturally, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter in his name, HR.com. It's all the same nomenclature across all, all venues. We're on an Instagram. It seems to be picking up a lot of steam. We're doing a daily encouragement or every couple of days we're doing like a quote from mm -hmm. a famous person and just to provide some encouragement. Um, we help people, like I said, all over the world with human resources. I've actually written uh, a book called how to build a kingdom-minded organization, and it's how to bring Christian principles into the workplace without offending people. Mm. And it's been so popular in the United States and, and, and the UK that we've had it interpreted into Spanish, and Fantastic. it's actually getting some traction in uh, Honduras. Yeah, There's some in interest there. So we're kind of excited to see. I have a friend that's down in Honduras right now that's starting a book study group with a professor from, from a college there. And the book study is going to be around this, the, the book that I wrote. There's mm. going to be 15 people in the book study. 
So we're kind of excited to see what God's going to do with the book if we're going to get it interpreted into other languages as well. But it's really how to be faithful in the marketplace without offending people. Mm -hmm. We also talk about human resources perspective, mission, vision, values, you know, how to recruit the right people. And um, it's just, it, it's been amazing that this book would take off. And again, that people in the UK would read it, boards of directors are reading it, wow. and, and it's doing quite well. Fabulous, fabulous. So exciting and such an honor to, to connect with you uh, today. And we'll, call, we'll put all of the links that you can connect with Mark and his team on our show notes, ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash TCE253. Mark, what I love to do at the end of every show is just finish with a word of prayer. May I do that uh, today for you? Yes, thank you, Anne-Marie. Okay, let's pray. Father God, thank you for the opportunity to speak with Mark today and just hear him share his testimony and, uh, yeah, business journey. And, Father, we just are so reminded of how when we turn to you, when we, rather than submit a long list of, of our requirements, that we ask first, what do you want, Lord? That then and then when we put our trust and faith in you, you can open doors to opportunities, um, even encourage us to maybe write books that will then be translated into other languages and reach out and impact the lives of so many people all over the world. Father, we just want to thank you for the blessing uh, that you've continued to bestow on Mark and his company and his team. Father, we continue to support them because as they are supporting other kingdom business-minded businesses and ministries who can then go out and impact their communities, Lord, all while uh, really praising and glorifying the name of Jesus and just showing how much love that he has for the world. He didn't just die for a few of us, but for everyone, Lord. We ask that the Holy Spirit continues to open the hearts, the minds, the ears of the people that, that uh, Mark and his team connect with and that all of us connect with so that they can know the truth, that they are loved and what they're seeking for uh, and they're seeking is not in the world or in the promises of, of uh, the lies that the enemy is sharing and the things in this world, Lord, but in you only you and that is free and that is available for everyone so can we continue to just ask you to bless us that we will live that out in everything that we do and say and how we do our business so that others can come to know and love you too lord we ask this in the precious name of jesus amen thank you so much for coming on the show it's thank such a blessing so i'll have to get you back on the show i think and we'll dive into some of those hr principles from a christian uh perspective because i know a lot of businesses are following uh you know and growing and so i think that that's going to really can no, help them be great. build I mean, some key I, foundations i really enjoy doing that and mm. if, if if you connect with any of your listeners and there's a subject that's really on their heart and they want to hear more about that certain subject, uh, I'll be glad to help them out. That would be wonderful. Yeah, fabulous. So we'll make it, we'll uh, set that intention and get you back on the show and we'll dive into some of those um, HR topics, which I know a lot of businesses, yeah, don't re really recognize or, or know what to do. And I'm sure that that's going to be a blessing for them too. But for now, we'll finish this show and thank you again for coming on the show. And uh, yeah, you wanted to say one more thing? No, I just wanted say to say goodbye. thank you. Yeah, my, my pleasure. Thank you. And uh, we'll God connect again. You. God bless you too. Bye. You've been listening to the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast, brought to you by podcastingwithpurpose.com. Stand out. Be heard. Influence. Want to influence real change with your own podcast? Access our free podcast training, including no-cost and low-cost tools and podcast production workflow checklists 
To get you started at www.podcastingwithpurpose.com forward slash mini training. That's podcastingwithpurpose.com forward slash mini training.